Hey guys, hey ladies, hey friends, hey foes. We just wanted to take a second to remind you that while we're okay swearing when little ears are listening, you might not be, and that's okay. So here's your chance to pause us and wait for nap time, or pop in your earbuds. We hope you enjoy the episode. Welcome back to another episode of Done Playing by the Rules. I'm Jenna. And I'm Janelle still in glasses. Sorry, everyone. (laughs) We just let our kids do a little Zoom call. My son was like begging to talk to Janelle. It was so fun. And it was the cutest thing. They missed it. I want to do it every week. Would you guys listen to a podcast that was just our kids talking to each other? Because it was literally like the highlight of my day. And then there's four of them. So they just like talk over each other. And it's my turn. My turn. They're okay. so cute though. They miss each other. Oh, they miss each other so much and I miss you so much. I actually had a mini spiral, which is what the topic of this episode is yesterday, oh, where I was it. like, Josh, I want to move away from here. Like I am over it. It was, I think, windchill negative three yesterday. The kids had been in the house all weekend because we had a ice rainstorm and we literally couldn't walk up the driveway we had to walk through the snow and even some of the spots on the snow were so slippery that the kids would fall I was like we've been in the house all weekend like we're going to target today because you guys literally have been Mm -hmm. locked in all weekend and we only go when everybody else is like in school because they want to spend an hour in each toy aisle and that's like their big excitement and then they buy one three dollar like mystery egg or whatever yep um (laughs) and so then both cars parked right next to me and I was in my husband's truck because I needed four wheel drive because it was so icy and I couldn't get the groceries in the truck and it, it was no. negative three and I was like not dressed appropriately and I got the kids in the it was I came home and I was like on the verge of tears and I was like, Josh, I can't do this anymore. And he's like, if you want to go back to Virginia, you can go back to Virginia. And I was like, I can't just split up our family. I was like, I'll go anywhere. It just needs to be warmer than this. And he just like listened through it. But like, we miss you guys so much. So I totally get I want to talk to Ezra all day. (laughs) I know. I know. We've been trying to build like a little path behind our house. To get to, mm-hmm. so oh, there's like a, our path. <laughs> I know there's like a new street behind our house. Yeah, and to get to it, you have to go around. Most everyone out here owns some kind of acreage, so you can kind of imagine how big the lots are. Uh-huh. And it looks close, but it's not when you go all the way around. And I don't Very want my far. kids like riding their bikes on the main street. And so we've been trying to yeah. Build and there's a path. like a weird curve on that street too. That makes there me is. nervous. Yeah, yeah. And so we've been trying to build a path like through the woods literally like over a creek and through the woods and every time it pops out right where your house was gonna be and I'm like whoa that's so close and so perfect like it's so every time it's just leading you so Jenna if you haven't listened to previous episodes I was we literally had bought in the bought the lot behind Jenna over the over the river and through the woods and then Josh had to transfer to Chicago so now we live in Chicago and we were supposed to live behind Jenna and they haven't sold the house they're not selling I it told Josh that he's five. like do you want what are you gonna do what are you gonna do I, I was like that lot five is still available and he was like okay calm down like and it's so nice it's they changed it into a six bedroom house oh my god so come back Come back to us so we don't spiral. So we do less mini spirals, DL. So mini spirals are what kind of Janelle and I coin our emotionally 
mentally down times, like when we're spiraling, basically. So it's um, based on, I think my sister, but did my sister send me the meme and I sent it to you? But it's like, it's a package of like instant pasta that's called mini spirals. And mm-hmm. It says, when you don't have time for a full spiral, here's, and then it's mini spirals, the package. And so Jenna and I started saying, like, is it a full spiral or a mini spiral? And so we thought it was a good episode topic because I realized that my mini spiral recently was turning into a real spiral. And Mm -hmm. we'll get to that in a little bit. But we wanted to talk a little bit about our mini spirals and talk with you guys about mini spirals and then talk about mega spirals. Yeah. And, and how when to we know say, the difference and when to call your doctor. Yeah. When we say mini spirals, it's not just a day. A lot of times it's a couple days. Three and days. It's just where two, you, three days, yeah. Yeah. And like I feel like now that we're a lot more in tune with what's going on with our bodies, we can recognize <sighs> and acknowledge and give it the space yeah. it needs. Yeah. And it's yeah. like okay to say it, I feel like. And sometimes I still do have a hard time telling because my mini spirals aren't me sitting on the couch crying. They're more no. me feeling like I have to do a million things that aren't relevant. And mm-hmm. I'm usually moody and snappy. And if you're a mom or just a person with a busy life, with a family especially, or working, you know that sometimes you just feel that way because there is a lot to do. But a lot of times it's actually not about the to-do list. It's about the emotion tied to whatever else is going on. And then I just feel like the house has to be clean. The laundry has to be done. Oh, all of a sudden my kids are behind in school and I need to like catch them up. Like (laughs) luckily my kids are along for the ride, but Yeah. yeah. They're, they're used to us. Okay. So when was your, let's talk about what a mini spiral, like when was your last one that you remember? I had one after Christmas and it was definitely like because my brother left. Yeah. Yeah. And it was like, so if you've listened, you know, if you haven't, you don't. <laughs> so I'll tell you, <laughs> my parents are both deceased and I have a brother. He came to visit for the first time in two years. And this whole time I was like, oh, these two years have gone by fast. It's fine. Everything's fine. (laughs) And when he came, when I say it was perfect, minus him hurting his shoulder on a skateboard, it was perfect. Like my brother, my husband and I all act like siblings when we're together, which I know sounds weird with my husband, but like even my brother, they're a day apart in age. Yeah. And my brother's always like... He's the brother I never had. It's beautiful. I don't know how else to describe it. It's not like your normal sibling relationship. And my brother and I have always been close, but then I think losing parents put a whole new layer onto that. Yeah. And my brother feels the same way I do. And when he left, I was like, there goes my whole family, even though I have a family I've created, but like my whole childhood, Mm -hmm. it was to the point where I was like, maybe he shouldn't have come visit because it was actually easier. (gasps) before and then it was just yeah it was just that spiral of like when will I see him again he lives all the way in California like we're opposite ends so my spiral looked like me being insanely busy I had zero time so right before this my grandma had come my grandma came left Tuesday my brother came that same Tuesday and stayed for I think eight days but all of a sudden I had this huge to-do list I had to wash everyone's sheets, everyone's blankets. I had to wash the pillow covers, the couch cushion covers. I had to make my winter to-do list. Like my list was massive and I had zero time 
Your list is giving so me anxiety just right. hearing about like washing parts of the couch. How does one do? <laughs> oh, the couch looks really good though. I will say that. I bet it does, <laughs> but like, oh my God. Yeah. And for some reason, even though we were having no guests, I had to completely set the guest room back up and that bathroom, why all of that had to be done and why I couldn't just be like, okay, the holidays are over. Let me relax, decompress. That's how I know I was kind of spiraling. And then I did pay for it a few days later. I got like a migraine and to the point to where I'm like, am I sick kind of thing, just wore myself out mentally. And so that's what my mini spirals look like. I don't get on social media. I don't respond to a lot of text messages. I don't post anything really. And so that's kind of what my spirals look like a lot different than a lot of people's. Yeah, but, yours are mine's the opposite where I'm like, okay, uh, I've been on social media for six hours. I'm gonna yeah. delete social now. I'm on deleted social media and I like kind of just like wanna like hibernate because like oh the so world you is like, really hard. Okay. So you like shut down. I kind of, I like attribute it, I call it like nursing a wound. And so mm-hmm. like I'll need to nap. Like and it usually happens on a weekend for some reason, I think, because like during the week I'm in survival mode and I'm by myself with the kids and we're homeschooling and we're like cranking out stuff and we're kind of like on our own. And then on the weekends, my husband comes home and I think my brain then decides like, it's okay to like fall apart a little bit Mm -hmm. and I'll need like a four hour nap and then I like won't be hungry or I'll be starving. I had a spiral yesterday morning because he had been sick for two days and he'd been in bed for two days and I was like okay so remember the neighbor is going to give us her playset, and I need you to get back on that and uh, what are we doing with the inflatables that are still in the yard that broken one needs to go and he was like bro I'm like still in bed. I sit and like ruminate over inconsequential like we can't go get the neighbor's place that it's frozen into the ground ma'am mm-hmm. it's anchored into frozen ground under the ice storm like yeah. stop it and josh was just like i don't know what you're doing yeah but you do nap a lot when you spiral and i think that's when actually I spiral, a good yeah. thing my body I, shuts down yeah like i don't sleep and then i pay for it later and i think a lot of it has to do with like i if you've listened in the past you know i struggle with ocd And so mine is like, everything has to be done right now and everything has to be perfect. Mm -hmm. And if not, then what will happen? My world will crush. And like, I just can't relax. I cannot relax. And I can't think of anything to relax. Like I can't read because my brain is just going. I can't watch (sighs) TV. It's too like sit down. I can't sleep. And I need to get a better grip on that, but I'm working (laughs) on it. (laughs) It's too sit downy. Yeah. Like if I sit down, I have to do something that requires like my hands to move and my brain to move like no nope. I have to fully it's not the healthiest <laughs> I think I did it on Monday yeah that's I, I mean who's as healthier like I right? took a four-hour nap on the couch while I like let my kids watch educational shows what was unquote. the educational show they usually watch octodots but then I think they okay. switch it like halfway through because yeah. I'll wake up and be like why are we watching Jurassic Park mm-hmm. the, the Camp Cretaceous doesn't sound educational Occasional. Those kids are such dicks to each other on that show, by the Aren't way. They? Like, I can't. Yes, I can't handle it. They're always like, you're an idiot. And I'm I like, know. oh, ew. I know. It's funny because my kids think that, like, idiot, stupid, hate. Idiot's the worst. Our idiot, stupid, and hate are the biggest swear words. Yes, our cuss words, but then they'll, like, they don't flinch at the word, like, ass. Not or, at all. Yeah. Like, even Zach the F word. Like, Five bad. He's allowed to say five bad words every time he gets a shot, and he has to say if he's brave and does his best. He's always like, "Can I cry?" And I'm like, "Yeah, you can cry, but you can't like scream and kick because mm-hmm. like 
you can have a regular emotion and be scared, but you can't like assault anyone. Right. And so if he's brave, he gets to say five swear words in the car on the way home. And it's always like, idiot, dummy. <laughs> da, 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 Stupid. Da, 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 da. Yeah, because like <laughs> swearing is allowed, but you're not allowed to say. And then it'll be like, hate ass. And I'm like, that's that's a good one. <laughs> I love it. I love it. That is so funny. <laughs> I hope people um, are listening with their kids in the car. Like, this will be a PG episode. Psych. <laughs> Never. There's a disclaimer at the beginning. You heard it. Yep. And so then that's the other point that we wanted to get to, um, talking about mini spirals versus mega spirals. So Mm -hmm. my mini spiral recently just kind of just kept going and going and going. And I can usually tell when it switches over because I start to um, get really hyper-focused on like, I get really hungry and I get really like hyper focused. Yeah, I get super hungry and then I get like super tired all the time. And I don't know what it is, but like I can usually just be like, oh my God, I'm just like starving all the time. I think my body just goes into some like hyper survival Probably. mode. But I called, which shout out again, Psychology Today um, now has a button where you can just click psychiatrist which is who you need to talk to to get medication, just so everyone yes. knows. I have friends ask me constantly. like Therapists off- can't prescribe. Therapists and psychologists can't s- subscribe. Pers- pers- prescribe. <laughs> they can refer you. Yes. Do you love- what did I call it? <laughs> that was the best. They can refer you, but like don't waste your time because then you're just going to two people. But I, I mean – do waste your time with a therapist. I love wasting yes. an hour every Sunday with my therapist. It's and the best hour of my week. A psychiatrist that prescribes isn't yes. going to sit there and uh-uh. give you therapy. They literally go through. A- and it's nice. You can Zoom right now. And so she went through the like, you know, there's the list, which anybody that hasn't been diagnosed with depression has taken the whatever that quiz is you take. When you have chronic depression like I have they give you the list every time you go to the doctor and you have to like fill out well, the and like questionnaire my midwife gives it no matter what like really and it's oh, not even so like smart yeah I know they do give it right after you have a baby and yeah. then now like my midwife just gives it to me every time she's like girlfriend needs it every time right even when I had my <laughs> hip thing they gave it to me interesting enough but it was through a hospital so I don't know if that's why uh it but it was like the screening they gave it to me for that too so if or you maybe haven't had just the screening the before, oh god! I honestly, I went to the struggling. I went to the dermatologist yesterday because I've had this like weird recurring um, rash on my forehead, and she was like, "Oh, this is I forget the name of it, but it's fully like a stress related rash." And mm. she's like, "We've seen a eighty percent, I think she said, uptick in this rash since the pandemic." Oh, I believe it. And I was like, "Mother of God!" Like, yep. no, like, <laughs> yeah. now I'm so you've probably rashes. seen this, and it's like. Do you feel anxious? What is it? Like, mm-hmm. do you have the questions? Uh, the questionnaire that you will get um, starts with, uh, my favorite question is always the, are you moving so slowly or speaking so slowly that people have noticed or the opposite being so fidgety and restless that you've been moving around a lot more than usual? That's a big what? one for me. I don't, don't think know that's that been one. on that's mine. my favorite question. Oh, that's my favorite question. That's always on mine. Feeling bad about yourself or that you are a failure of let your family down sad uh poor appetite or overeating feeling tired or having little energy sleeping too much little interest or pleasure in doing things that's a big one for me normally I like to be going nine to five and when I start to just like I'd rather stay on the couch and then 
uh, thoughts that you would be better off dead or hurting yourself in some way, which I have oh, never shit. checked. But like, like yeah, legit, I feel like it's like always the, the last taken, question that kicks me. Yeah. Yeah. The one I've taken is definitely more anxiety and depression. Like, do you feel anxious? Like, do you have yeah. too much? Do you feel like you have too much energy? That's what they will go through. So I just had the psychiatrist meeting and they'll go through all of it with you. And then she asked like more probing questions. Um, she has a couple interesting ones. Like, have you been online shopping in a way that's become detrimental to your family? Have you been like, and those could be medication specific because I'm on Xanax and Prozac. And I mean, she asked me a hundred questions. She didn't ask me any of those, but she asked me a hundred questions because I've obviously already established as someone with depression. But, and then she was like, yeah, you're on the lowest dose of Prozac and that's what I take for my PMDD, but it also Mm -hmm. helps manage anxiety. And so she upped that. And then I re-meet with her on Wednesday and then they're going to, she wants to test me for ADHD because she thinks like that is part of it. Like my brain running so hard that I can't sleep at night and then needing to sleep during the day is a big indicator, I guess. So, I mean, I feel like my spirals, the ones that I struggle the most with to where they get to a full, what do we want to call it? A full blown depression. We have acute depression, which we should mention. There's like different, and then there's grief and bereavement depression, which is not really a depression. And so like, if you're dealing with a loss or, I mean, the loss of the life you knew during the pandemic that can be different Mm -hmm. acute depression is kind of the real term for a mini spiral like Mm -hmm. something small happened I had a breakup I'm feeling really sad for two weeks and then there's Mm -hmm. chronic depression which is like the diagnosis of my life for 20 years and you have to manage that and stay on top of it and like I didn't really struggle with depression until I got older and the depression mostly that I've struggled with minus grief depression which I think is very normal with what we've gone through was always related to anxiety like it was my anxiety caused the depression because I could not they they love hanging out together when I when I say my anxiety was bad I mean it was to the point to where things got scary because I couldn't get my anxiety and panic attacks under control and so that led me to depression if that makes sense the ones that I struggle the most with are the ones that don't have a link. So if I know I'm spiraling because my brother just left, that's one thing. If I know I'm spiraling because uh, maybe school is about to start and I'm overwhelmed because we homeschool and we're trying to fit in trips. And with us personally, it's our birthday season too. And there's like all these birthdays and all this stuff, like overwhelmed, kind of spiraling. But then I do have spirals every now and then that I don't really know why. And those are the ones I struggle with the most. Because, I mean, how do you really resolve that? Like, I mean, I do meditation and I try and think. And I think a lot of those are just grief related. And sometimes grief doesn't look like your picture book, sad Mm -hmm. crying. Sometimes you don't even know why you have a deep grief day. No idea. But you do. Your body knows something and it's weird um Janelle is really good at pointing out like your body knows anniversaries more than your brain does and so I was having one and she was like is something coming up and I can't remember what it was maybe it was like the last time I saw my dad or something yeah and I I was like no nothing is coming up like I don't know why I'm really Mm -hmm. struggling and then of course like your phone pops up those memories and it was like the last time I saw my dad and it was like the only time he met Peyton and it was a really difficult trip for multiple reasons. 
and which I would I'm love to get into at some point. Listening to talk about this because I had a dream about this the other night, like the terrible yeah. like end of days in the hospital with my dad. Well, this wasn't like, even how- like that. Like this, I didn't know this was going to be the last time, yeah. and so it was. My body knew, and it was weird. Yeah. My brain didn't. And that's what like, they teach oh. you in grief. So I went to a bunch of grief like therapy groups, and they'd say your body, your brain, or your heart keeps a clock that your brain can't remember or something <laughs> when it was like it goes with grief um, anniversaries and so stuff like that like sneaks up on you. I wish mm-hmm. if we were smart, we would just write out a yearly calendar of like every when one happens for the next year right. and then you can just like flip through it and know it's coming but yeah. I don't know if that would help <laughs> no well and honestly like when my spirals are bad the OCD really kicks in when it's a sadness related one say I was really stressed over the holidays and I had a lot to do I will take a mental health day and I will like lay around and read books and make my kids play outside the whole time while I just relax inside. And I feel like personally, like I'm good at those mental health days, like taking that time to decompress. And I need to be doing that more proactively rather than if I skip that day, I let myself get overwhelmed. And then that's when I start to spiral. Yeah. I never take that day. I'm trying to think I was, well, you were describing that. I was like, have I ever done like a day where I just like take the day? No, I've never done it. So that's probably why my body shuts down and is like, you go nap now on couch. Exactly. (laughs) You don't get to choose now. I will make you. My kids are just not, they're boy, boy. And so they can only be left alone for like 40 (laughs) minutes at a time before somebody starts choke holding someone. And so like, I literally cannot just be like, good day, sir. Like it will turn into a death sentence. And so Well, I should be better at taking the day off. (laughs) I know. It's hard to do. I feel guilty every time. And I'm like, no, this is what I I do. do. Like on weekends when Josh is home, I'll be like, you guys need to go somewhere for like half the day. But then I just like, wait, I clean the whole day. And I need to be better about like sitting on the couch. And like my dream, which is so pathetic, is like, I've been like, you know what I'd love to do? Have the time to get back into one of the housewife franchises. Like the whole wouldn't thing. Wouldn't that be – like just watch a whole season? Like wouldn't that yeah. – remember how fun that used to be to just like binge? Or like yes. my girlfriend the other night was like talking about The Bachelor and I was like, oh, that'd be so fun to just like get super into like an ongoing show mm-hmm. again. But like there's no fucking way. There's no, no. fucking way. Right I used now. to do that with like my roommates and it was I wonderful. Know. Oh my God, CSI marathons in college. Yes. The best. Yep. So how do you know the difference, I guess, is the big thing, especially for spirals that last a few days. It's a hard one. I let it play out for a few days, and I kind of also see how I feel. If I feel that depression start to creep in, that's when I'm like, okay, this is a little more than before. If I feel the OCD start to creep in, I sit back and I have to make myself do things. And so when I do feel like I need to keep my mind busy, I talk to my husband and I usually try and make a list of like things going on. Like what do I think I need to get done? And then like have him help me sort through like what really needs to get done. And then I use, I use workout and I know like we talked about numbing your emotions on another one, but it's just that anxious energy that I have Mm -hmm. to get out. And so I make sure I work out I do some kind of like yoga release and you can just Google yoga to release anxiety, yoga for depression, yoga to release emotions, like anything that you're feeling, just Google with the word yoga 
And yeah. there's so many people out Jenna in the community that want to help. Jenna sent me a grief help. one once, and I was just like hysterically yes. sobbing for the yep. whole 10 minutes. I was like, how well, do I think that one was meditation. Was that one meditation? Yeah. It was intense. Yeah, it was meditation. I, <laughs> meditating when you're spiraling is really hard, but I encourage so it. So hard. Yeah. Or I make myself – like yesterday I was feeling that – kind of like that OCD start to creep in. Um, all of a sudden, all the paint needed to be touched up in my house. And I found myself touching up the black doors all over our house. Like why <laughs> that had to be done, I don't know. And so I made myself go outside. And I was like, I'm going to ride my bike with my kids. And I did. And I felt so much better afterwards, just getting that vitamin D and just being outside and get it, get outside and get in touch with nature. Well, and it's hard, like, and that's, where I live right now, like we've been sequestered mm-hmm. in the house for three or four days. Like nobody, nobody's getting any vitamin D. It's nope. tough. And so I also factor that in. And that's a bit, one of these articles actually that I'll link both of them, but um, from the American Psychiatric Association talks a lot about seasonal affective disorder and mm-hmm. also known as SAD, which I just love so much, but you can get it in the summer too. They it's mm-hmm. more prevalent in women. You can also get it in the summer, even though it's usually related to vitamin D. Um, and I think that that's worth a read, especially in these winter months. I won't go into it too much on here because if you know about SAD, you already know about it. But I was actually there were a few revelations in the article that I didn't know about seasonal affective disorder, and I bought. So I'm in the process of buying um one of the vit- a vitamin D light for our mm-hmm. house. The last one I bought was so bright no one could look at it, and then Mikey was just like <laughs> staring at it, and I was like, "You're gonna be blind." Yep. So we're gonna get a different one that has like settings. So get one on Amazon. I'll see if I can find a good one and link it on the show notes. But seasonal affective disorder is a real thing too. And so you have to factor Mm -hmm. that in this time of year. Like we're not getting outside like we normally, my kids are usually outside for six hours in the summer. Mm -hmm. Sometimes they'll want to sit on the porch and eat. And now we're inside 24 hours a day for four days in a row. Like it's hard. Could you like take a huge duvet and just like bundle up and just like put your face up to the sun for like 10 minutes. I, yeah. Abs- I, and that's something that we need to get back. I, so I sold all my winter stuff when oh. we lived in Richmond. So I just got my pair of snow pants on Friday. Yay. So then we got the ice storm on Friday. So we barely yeah. been outside, but now I have snow pants. Now I have like appropriate gear to be outside. I have a yeah. knee length parka, like I'm ready okay. to go. But before well, that we would go sledding at the neighbor's house and yeah. Which was amazing, but I was so cold and Mikey would get so cold that he'd be like deuces Mm -hmm. after 20 minutes. I mean, it doesn't help if you have screaming kids that are miserable because it's cold. Like, that's not going to be any good. No, and Zach could stay outside cold all day, but Mikey's like, no, thank you. Mikey's straight up. My neighbors still were like laughing about it. He straight up left the snow hill party and just walked home. And I all of a sudden looked up and he was almost like around the corner. And I was like, gotta go, everyone. Mike (laughs) left the party. (laughs) Yep. And you can get your vitamin D levels checked. I had mine checked multiple times. And surprisingly, I was low. I don't know how. And it was in the summer. And my husband was like, how are you low? You are outside more than you are inside. And I was like, I don't know. My body just like wasn't absorbing it for some reason. So I take, and I'm not a doctor, full disclaimer. I think it's fine to just take vitamin D anyways. I do like these little drops and it's like one little drop. It's like an orange flavored thing on the tongue every day. I forget some days. Super easy, but you can have your levels checked. And also you mentioned it's 
in the summer, people are also getting it. I think there's this huge, like, there's this huge, like, thought that all the sunscreen we're applying and sun protection, because we've learned so much about the sun, is actually harming us because we're wearing long sleeves with SPF, or we might be wearing like a hat, we're covering up. So our body actually can't absorb the vitamin D. And so in the summer, I am very sun conscious because it is, a, it's a weird balance. It's like, you yeah. want your vitamin D, but you also want to protect your skin. Especially you don't want to like, get skin yeah. cancer. Yeah. Right. Like my mom had like the basal cell thing she mm-hmm. had ever removed. And so I'm always like cautious, you know, it's a hard balance. And so in the mornings, I don't wear anything. I wear like a light SPF on my face. But I make sure my arms are out, my legs are out in the mornings, and I'll go on like a walk or go garden and absorb the sun. And then when the sun is the strongest, I make sure I cover up. Um, And same with my kids. I never put sunscreen on their legs. My kids don't really burn. I know you don't have that option. Um, uh-huh. My kids have to wear beekeeper suits to the beach because yes. they're so pale. I don't burn, but my kids and my husband roast like yes. little shrimp. But if you burn, <laughs> like make make sure you get like some morning sun or something so that you don't you don't want to burn. But make sure you get something so that you do absorb that vitamin D. Yeah. And there's a lot if you look at like any kind of like earthy natural blogs. There's a big thing about it. Like they're not saying like don't use sunscreen, but make sure you're also getting. Some vitamin D. Some sun, some straight up sun, some unadulterated sun time. Yep. And same within the winter because like in the winter, like I always put on like an SPF on my face and then I cover up my whole body because I'm cold. So I try and go out a few minutes without like SPF on my face and then absorb it and then go put it all on. So (laughs) my wrinkles don't get too bad as I age. Don't worry. We got you. (laughs) So... If you've never been to a psychiatrist, is that the right one? Yes, the doctor, the medicine one. Yep, medicine doctor. The medicine, the medicine uh, lady. <laughs> we kind of want to talk about like what that would look like because that can be mm-hmm. scary. I, when I'm off my medication in the past and I've had to get back on it, like I'm like, this isn't going anywhere. I'm always hesitant to call and I don't know why. My husband it's fun usually to just like keep me. putting it off, putting it off, putting it off. And I don't know if it's like a shame thing or I don't know what it is. I do want to say that sometimes getting into a medicine doctor is a long ass wait. Mm-hmm. And even if you're like, this is an emergency, they're like, well, we can see you in four days. And if you are in a deep depression, that four days is awful. So you can mm-hmm. call your primary care physician. You can do telemed, telehealth. Yeah. You can see your OBGYN, your midwife. There's a ton of other options. Yeah, there's resources that you don't think of when Mm -hmm. you're in the bottom of the hole. And I never think of it when I'm in the bottom. It's like Jenna and I always joke that we forget that Advil exists when we have a headache. Like I forget that there's other avenues to get help when I'm in a mental health crisis. For some reason, I always thought I had to get it from a psychiatrist. Yes. And then I think that was just the stigma of like the 80s. Yeah. <laughs> stuck with us. I started medicine for anxiety when I was a little younger. And so, of course, I was with my parents. And I think, one, there wasn't a lot. Like, we kept going to doctors and they kept saying, oh, it's growing pains. Oh, it's natural. Oh, it's hormonal. <sighs> you know, all of that stuff. So I always thought that's how you had to do it because I had to go to a therapist who then had to refer me to a psychiatrist who then had to do yeah. a full evaluation. And that wait was months. Months. And 
yeah. And so I always thought that's how you had to do it. And then you have to also like check back in, which is a good thing, especially if you've never been on medication. And then when I was pregnant with Peyton, I had a really bad depression and my mom had just passed away and all this stuff. And Brandon was like, just call your midwife. And I was like, no, they're like, no, 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 no. I don't want them to worry. I don't want them da da da. And he was like, why do we they can get you in sooner? Yeah. I had called my therapist and I was like, is there any like emergency referral? And she was like, no, everyone's like booked out. And of course it was like middle of winter. Everyone had like a multiple week long wait. Mm -hmm. And so finally I was like, I called the midwife and I was like, I need to be seen. And they were like, come in tomorrow. And even that wait seemed a long time. I was like, can you not get me in today? And she prescribed me medicine right there on the spot. And I started it that day. And then she like called and another midwife I usually see emailed and like followed up and kind of kept on top of it. But I don't know why I've never thought to just go to the normal doctor because they can Dude, my OBGYN and when I lived in Richmond was the single greatest doctor I have ever had. And he did all my medication management and I would just like sit in his office and the first time he saw me, he didn't even like look at any part of my body. I was just in there. My dad had died like six months earlier and I was sobbing. My kids were in the office with me and I was like, I'm a mess. Nothing's working. Mm-hmm. And it was like an hour of me just crying in his office. And then he wrote it up and then he like continually monitored it. He was my full-time um, medication management for the two years I lived in Richmond. Like really all BGYNs can be amazing. And because of telehealth now we can like, I, when I start noticed that my mini spiral was turning into like an elongated spiral, when I went on psychology today, I think I got a doctor's appointment within 48 hours with the oh, psychiatrist. Awesome. I know. Yeah. So like 2022 does have its benefits. I yep. mean, like telehealth is making doctors way more readily available for things like this because they're just working yes. from their home and they can just churn through without the overhead. And yeah. so there's more doctors available for, yeah. Have you ever gone to like an actual, damn it, what is the, psychiatrist? Psychiatrist in an office, like in face-to-face. Mm-hmm. No, I've never, nope, I've always been primary care or like, I also find that um, physician's assistants are rad at medication management. So if you can't get in with your regular um, doc, like GP, physician's assistants are often like not to stereotype but they're often like younger and they're often they're a lot of times women and so they're more up to date on the newer medications and the newer ways to manage and so I had a a physician's assistant in Richmond that was amazing once but I've never been into an actual like psychiatrist office. I want to touch on it a little bit because I went to one and I don't know if it was just this office or what but I was a little surprised it necessarily wasn't a bad thing, okay. um, but I just want to like talk about like that experience a little bit because it was different than what I had experienced before. So when I had to get medication when I was younger with my parents, I went to a private psychiatrist. So it's not covered by insurance. This is back, I don't even know what year it was, maybe early 2000s. Yeah. And my therapist recommended this. Lady, and she was wonderful, but it was pricey. So I'm going to put that out there. Then when I went on my own, I just called for a psychiatrist and I looked one up based on reviews and she was great. If anyone ever needs to go to one, I would recommend her in the area, but it was completely different. So 
I walked in, I had to sign in, give my driver's license. They asked if I was on anything. And I was like, what do you mean? Like, basically, (laughs) like, are you on drugs kind of thing? And I was like, no. And then I had to fill out all these questions. And it was more than I've ever had to fill out before. And some of them were good because at this point I was like, oh, I have anxiety. And that's when I got diagnosed with like, okay, you also have depression. And I was like, I cried. And I, I was like, I've never no, I been don't. diagnosed. I don't have I depression. Pre- and she was like, I know. You, do, you do. Depression um, has such a stigma and it still does. Even yeah. when I tell people I have depression, I'm like, oh, the word depression needs to be revamped. For well, you think about a certain type of person and that's not how it is. So and that's not how you see yourself, even though you no. like we are. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a couch um, person sometimes. It's fine. Yeah. And so I filled out this long questionnaire. I will say not to be judgy, but the clientele in the office was different than what I had experienced. There was definitely people withdrawing. There were people definitely, I don't want to say they were on anything. They might've not been anything. There was definitely a lot of mental disorders in the room, myself included. Mental crisis center. Yes. I was a little uncomfortable. They had like separate rooms. There was this one guy acting very irrational and they put him in another room with like its own little area. It wasn't like open seating. So it was like you walked in the door, the receptionist is behind like glass. And then, and this was like pre-COVID. It's not like a sneeze guard. So not COVID glass. Yeah. They put me in like a room. It was like a, like a waiting room basically, but it had like glass walls. It wasn't open, if that makes sense. Oh my gosh. And then there was another one like that. And it wasn't like it was like a cold environment and like, I just didn't prepare for that because I had never been in that situation. Then they took me to the back and they were so nice, beyond nice. They were wonderful. This is their job though. And they weighed me, they did my blood pressure and then they're like, okay. And they handed me a cup and I had to do a drug test. And I didn't expect that because I was like, I'm here for anxiety, but they had to do a drug test. I think, I can't remember exactly. I think they had to do a pregnancy test as well before they prescribe. And then I met with a doctor and she was wonderful. And she was like, I completely understand. I lost my mom. It was before, right before I lost my mom and I wasn't pregnant yet. I just remember crying and I was like, and you're okay and you're alive. And she was like, yeah, "Yeah." she was like, sometimes I have these times where I'm not okay and I just cry for no reason or something triggers it, but you will survive this. And I just remember crying. And then what I thought was interesting, and I'm not positive this was a setup, but my husband and I are convinced it is. She goes through the whole thing and I'm sitting there and she's at her desk and she has like her little script pad so like she can prescribe and she's filling it out on the computer. And so she fills everything out and she's like, okay, I'm going to put you on this medication. Here's our plan. And so she's still logged into her computer and she was like, oh, I've had a lot of sweet tea. I've got to go to the restroom. And she gets up and leaves for a few minutes. And our appointment was like 30 seconds from being over. And I'm pretty sure it was a ploy to see if I was drug seeking, to see if I would like take her script pad because she like wrote it and then she put it like on the edge of her desk and she (gasps) left. And they have cameras everywhere, obviously. Whoa! And then she came back. Operation. I think I think for first patients they do something like that, honestly. And then she comes back and she's like, "Okay, great." And then hands me the script pad and I walked out. So I'm like, that bathroom break could have waited that extra 20, 30 minutes or not minutes, seconds. And 
Then when I had to do my follow-ups, I still had to fill out all those questionnaires. I did not have to do a drug test anymore. I didn't have to do a pregnancy test. It was just like a follow-up and she didn't leave the room anymore. And it was just like, how is this medication making you feel? Going over the symptoms, let's either adjust or stay. And then as we got on what we thought was like a good dose, then the appointments got spaced out a lot more. Yeah. Yeah. But I just wanted to like give that preface. That's the best story preface. I've heard in a long time. Yeah, so because thank you for that. I don't even care if I didn't this is an episode it. about that. I've yeah. never heard that story. It was so good. <laughs> and there was like I said, there was definitely people yeah. with different disorders and I just yeah. didn't expect it. And I didn't expect to do a drug test. So you were at a crisis center probably mm-hmm. and people there are in mental health crisis as well as you yep. were. I have been fortunate to not really have to, but like I would take that in a second when it gets, oh, yeah. you'll know when it gets bad enough, you'll mm-hmm. know that you would take that in a second oh, because yeah. you just are in a place where you need relief. Yeah. You're, you and they treated if- everyone with so much respect that I thought it was wonderful. And like, I think I cried a few times, probably during the drug test and everything. And the nurse that I had was wonderful. And she was like, oh, honey, I've been there. Just really reassuring. And she's like, we're going to get you sorted out. And we've got you. And I was just like, okay. After that, we just chatted. I had the same nurse every time, which I liked too. And then we just chatted each time because I was a little more cheerful. And they were just they were just so respectful, which I think is wonderful because, I don't know, you think about those environments and you think cold and hostile and they're treating people yeah. like they're doing something wrong. You think like girl interrupted and it's yes. not that. Like it's no. going to be you're going to be treated like a person hopefully. And if mm-hmm. you're not like and I that's not your that's place, another then. point that you have to understand and so bad so Jenna's story is about psychiatrists. My mm-hmm. like therapist's office can be places that you feel comfortable or uncomfortable too. I've had to leave therapists just because their offices made me feel so uncomfortable in terms of like, I don't like going into your office and it's like a dark, weird cubicle where you have like a bunch of water fountains going and Mm. like weird, like weird hymn music. Like, Oh, see, I love that shit. (laughs) See? And that's the thing. And I knew you would too. I knew you fucking would. And so this is a good point. People find your fit in the office. Yes. And so my primary therapist now is an art therapist. And it's basically because, like, first of all, she's rad. But second of all, like, her room, I sit in a giant velvet chair. And she sits Ooh. in, like, a cute little – like, and we – I rarely do art because I'm terrible at it. But, like, that's the kind of therapy I need is the therapy that's, like, very reflective mm-hmm. and, like – if I if I'm fidgety and she knows I need to do something with my hands, I have that option. I can't just mm. sit on a couch next to a box of Kleenex with a water fountain and have right. someone speak. And she, the woman I'm referring to that I saw in Richmond at one point was, okay, honey. Well, just so you know, let's mm. practice because this is when my dad was really sick, and she made me go through a full practice of if my dad dies, how mm-hmm. I wouldn't die. Do you remember when you thought? That when oh. your parent died, you would die. A thousand percent. And so percent. I literally said to her one day, like, well, if my dad dies, I'm going to die. Mm-hmm. And she was like, okay, well, that, and I mean, it was the most like traumatic therapy session I've ever had, but I think I needed to do it. And mm-hmm. I found the notes recently from it. And cause I used to write down my therapy after therapy every time. And it was just like, okay, so here's how you will not die if your dad dies. And my dad wow. wasn't even supposed to die at this point. Yeah. And 
I'm very thankful I had that, but like I couldn't do the like sit in the room with the waterfall while she Mm -hmm. talked to me like this. Like I need somebody that's going to be like, that sounds like bullshit. And so find your person. Like Jenna probably wouldn't respond well to someone that was like, that sounds like fucking bullshit. Like Mm -hmm. I need somebody that's a little bit more tough and like my therapist would never say she might say bullshit, but like she's a classy gal. But I need somebody that's like a little bit more tough. And I can't do like the sweet serenity thing. And so that's what I need. No, exactly. And so that know that you're not married to your therapist. You can find 15 different therapists and you might need a different therapist before you have a baby and a different therapist after you have a baby and a Mm -hmm. therapist before you, someone dies and a therapist after someone dies and a therapist before a breakup and a different therapist after a breakup. So you're not married to your psychiatrist. You're not married to your therapist and you're not married to your mini spiral or mega spiral. And so that's what the other point I was going to make. I know when my mini spirals go to mega spirals because I call it like the hibernating bear where all I want to do is sleep and eat. I mm-hmm. just want to sleep and eat. And those are very common um, depression symptoms. Mm-hmm. All that sounds good. The only thing that brings my heart excitement is the idea of sleeping and the idea of eating. Mm. And so I know at that point that I have left like Ooh, we're having a stress response to, ooh, our brain chemistry is off and mm-hmm. we need to tweak our medication. And so yeah. I think that figuring out what your distinction is is so unique to every person and probably something you should do with your doctor or your therapist, but it looks different for everyone. Jenna's mm-hmm. be- Jenna becomes high functioning. I become low functioning. And when mine lasts like three weeks, then mm-hmm. I know that it's time to call someone. See, and if mine is like more than a couple days, mine will go hyper, hyper, and then it'll go into a deep depression to where I can't get, I don't want to say can't get out of bed, but I basically am just like in bed. And if I'm out with my family, I'm just crying the whole time, like very typical depression. But I know if I let my hyper spiral keep going, that's what it'll get to. Oh, that's and so interesting. I'm See, like I don't even catch days. myself that fast. You're fast. It takes me three weeks to catch it. Jenna's a OG in the game. I've had two really deep depressions, and my goal is to never get to that point again. Or if yeah. I do, to get out of it quicker because that shit was scary and it was awful. And I've never had a <sighs> panic attack. What does a panic attack feel oh, like? Oh shit! Oh shit! <laughs> people, I've heard people say it feels like you're dying. Does it literally mm-hmm. feel like you're dying? Oh, a thousand percent. Does it feel and like I've your heart's a... stopping, or you can't? Like, what feels like it's dying? It varies, honestly. They're not okay. all the same. And as I've gotten older, they've changed. When Ooh. I was younger, it was just like nonstop ruminating thoughts, no appetite. Like you feel like you actually like are sick. You cannot eat. I would get super bloated. I would get fevers. And it's, I would get like tunnel vision. I just felt like I was in like a tunnel all the time and people were talking at me, but I couldn't process it. My teeth felt like weird, chattery. And this, I had panic attacks that would last days and I would feel like this, no sleep. I could not sleep. I just remember like, I remember this one trip in Mexico and I just remember laying next to my parents and I was so annoyed that they were asleep and I just wanted to wake them up. And then I would struggle more at night because everything shut down. And then as I've gotten older, I've had like the panic attacks that are more like when I was younger, I couldn't always pinpoint what they were besides like travel. 
As I've gotten older, I've had like the panic attacks with sickness. And so that's very in the moment and they don't last necessarily days. I might have multiple in a day and it's like the racing heart. Oh, I get sweaty hands with both of them. I get chills. I don't get like hot. I get chills, Mm -hmm. ruminating thoughts every time. And then I get, when I was younger and now like upset stomach. Now that I'm older, I just feel like I want to run and just leave. And like nothing matters. And I just want to like run out and leave. And it's, yeah. So they're really fun. (gasps) No, no, thank you. I'll RSVP no to that. Thank you. I mean, I went to the hospital two or three times growing up and got diagnosed with like, oh, you probably have some kind of virus or it's hormones from your period. And And it was panic attacks. Mm -hmm. God, isn't the fucking 90s and 2000s were whack, man. Fuck, man. Yeah. And then as a little kid, I used to get panic attacks and it was racing heart, couldn't sleep. And I had this like vision of something large. It's a really weird thing to describe. I can't even really describe it. This like large vision and just like this feeling of like floating when I was little. Um, and then I would get stomach aches always like the day after. And they said it was growing pains. Um, I think this is a helpful thing for you to tell us though, too, because then we can look for that. Like all of us can look for that in our own kids. Like you describing what it was like as a kid helps parents see, oh my God, maybe my kid is struggling because it's kids are impossible to tell if they're struggling with anxiety because they're just like, so all Mm -hmm. over the board all the time. And my panic attacks, even as a kid have always been a lot. I get a lot more at night. And so I would just remember like being like, I can't sleep. I can't sleep. And I just have this big feeling and like, I couldn't describe it. And I just have this weird feeling. My parents were just like, okay, like come okay, watch, weird come watch ER with us. Like, oh, <laughs> yes. yes. yes I, I love Lucy. And yeah, I just remember like <laughs> sitting up with my parents and yeah, Aww. but I didn't know, they didn't know what it was. So they were just Nobody like, oh, it's your then. growing pains. People barely knew then. Yeah. My mom was being treated for mental illness around that same time. And like, they didn't know anything about anything. It was wild, the stuff that they were doing. And based on my growing pains, I mean, I should be like 10 feet tall and I'm not. At least. You're still having growing pains occasionally, right? Apparently, yeah. (laughs) You're still growing, sweetie pie. I know. Just not up. No, just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Nobody is. Okay. Well, so mostly what we wanted to like strike a chord with in this episode, I think, is that mini spirals happen to all of us. And Mm -hmm. the quicker you can recognize that it's happening and do some sort of self-care. And I hate the phrase self-care because like, I feel like it's like, I'm going to put cucumbers on my eyes and take a bath. Like, No, it could be call your therapist, go for a walk. Spend some time by yourself, spend yeah. some time with friends. It could be anything. Honestly, my favorite self-care, and everyone who's listened knows this, is putting on a murder podcast mm-hmm. and mopping the whole house. It's my see yeah. mopping the whole house is my favorite to just like cleanse my whole brain and working out, obviously, but or just driving around when uh-huh. when I was having a lot of trouble in Richmond for a while. I would drive around and listen to the whole like Doors best of because the Doors is my dad's favorite band. And that is like some like people think that like emo and scream music was invented in like the 2000s. No, the Doors originated it. And I would drive around and listen to it, the volume all the way up with the windows down in my husband's truck because it had the craziest sound system. And 
screamed the doors as loud as I could. I drive down this road. It's basically the road that like, if you take the long way from my old house up to Powhatan and I would just in the dark scream the doors. And that was like, so cleansing to me. Oh, I love that. But you have to find what your weird self-care is and it's not Mm -hmm. going to be a spa trip for most of us. And it might be different every time. I had a therapist tell me when you're in a good mental space, not when you're in a spiral, to write down, put your name in the middle of a circle and then make a bubble and write down everyone who can support you and that you're comfortable talking to and then make a bigger bubble outside of that and write down things you can do to help you mentally. And that could be call Janelle, call your husband call your therapist because like therapists should be in that circle of people you can talk to or it could be write a letter and like do write down all of these things because when you're in those mental spirals everything else you have like that tunnel vision and everything else doesn't matter and so if you can pull that list out and be like oh shit I need to call Janelle or oh shit I need to go for a drive like you can't Mm -hmm. think because you can't prioritize like if you're like me and you have to do everything it's like Oh, I can't call Janelle because I need to go reorganize the pantry. Well, yeah, no, you need to call Janelle. And then if that still is, maybe you could organize a little or and write it down while like, you organize. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and if you find like I found that doors driving at night thing on accident when I was having a full spiral one night and I was determined that I was just going to like leave my family. Mm-hmm. And so I was just so mad at the kids were in bed, but I was just like so filled with rage at the world that I was like, I need to go. And Josh was like, where are you going? And I was like, see you later. I don't know. But then I realized like, oh my God, that was so therapeutic. And I like came home and I was like, I'm sorry, like this, this, and this was bothering me. It's not yes. about you. I shouldn't have put it on you. And then I was like, oh shit. That did exactly what it was supposed to do. So now mm-hmm. I can say, like, I need to go for a night drive and I need to crank whatever music it is. And then it that. leads me to the And so write that, like Jetta said, write that stuff down so that you yes. have it in the future. Because sometimes my brain won't jump to, like, why don't you go for a night drive? Or right. why don't you da 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 da? And I make just, yourself do one. Like, that's the other thing. Like just make yourself yes. do it. Yeah. Oh, it's so hard sometimes. As we've stated a million times before, we are not doctors. Our goal here is to talk about things that your friends don't want to talk about, that you don't want to talk about at your PTA meeting, and to let you know you're not alone, and to leave the trail of breadcrumbs for when you should call your therapist. And honestly, also, I think personally to like notice these things in your friends to reach out and help. Oh, because sometimes I don't. Yes. And your kids, your spouse, because sometimes I don't want to talk, but then. Yeah. Or even if somebody's like, how are you? My first response always is good or fine or whatever. But if somebody notices this and is like, hey, something's going on, let's talk. Yeah. So do that for your friend also. If you How notice. are you and, really doing? Yeah. I knew Jenna was having a spiral on her most mm-hmm. recent spiral because we were like, okay, once Jenna's brother leaves, we're going to start recording again. And then Jenna kind of went MIA for three days. And then I was like, let's record. And she was like, okay. And then she kind of went MIA for three days again. And I was like, oh, she's doing like a spiral to spiral. Mm-hmm. Like this is. No, like, it was a, to- it wasn't a spiral to spiral. Remember it was a spiral to snow days. And you were like, oh, oh I was making sure you weren't spiraling. And I was like, no, it snowed and we're outside. Spiral we're to excited. snow days. Yeah, you guys got snow and played outside for three days. And I was like, yes. okay, fine. We're only Exhaustion. single spiraling. Yeah. Totally fine. 
<laughs> if it was a double spiral, I hope you would be on a plane knocking on my door. I'd be – oh, you know I would. Josh said that to me the other day when I was in my spiral. He was I like, know. do you need me to put you on a plane to Virginia? And I was like, everyone has the flu. I don't want to go bring the flu to people. Like, yep. here's my flu gift basket because we just keep <laughs> passing the flu around in my house. <laughs> okay, so we hope that this was helpful. We hope that we overshared. And we hope that you can use this as a tool to help yourself, help your friends. Perfect. And with that, call your therapist. And take your meds. One, two, three, four.